Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell. Thank you for joining us today. We want to remind you to visit our website at letstalkadoption.com and sign up for our weekly show update and reminder. You'll also find great resources whether you're seeking to adopt, you're already parenting through adoption, or if you're hoping to reunite with your birth child or birth family. Free archives are also available for you right now. If you have any adoption questions or suggestions for uh, future shows, please email me at info at letstalkadoption.com. Today we are discussing a very important topic. We're going to be discussing parenting a special needs child. My guest is pastor and teacher Todd Johnson. Pastor Johnson is the lead senior pastor of Calvary Chapel, Grass Valley, California. He and his beautiful wife, Sharon, are the proud parents of four exuberant children. Welcome to the program, Pastor Todd. Hi, thanks, Marty. It's so nice to have you here. Well, thank you. I wanted to um, share with many of our listeners that I'm always, they're always surprised when I speak to nurses, and especially nurses when, uh, and medical professionals, when they realize that we have more people interested today than ever in the past, interested in knowing more and, and adopting and parenting a Down syndrome children, child. Um, and that's one of the you know, special needs, that uh, there isn't a need to abort a child because uh, of a disability. Um, there are so many resources out there. And I feel it was, it's good to have someone in that's parenting a special needs child to really share from the heart on uh, your thoughts and feelings and experiences. And that's why I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing, um, you know, about uh, parenting uh, one of your children that is special needs. And you and Sharon had known each other for how many years before you got married? Oh, boy. We, um, I think we knew each other. Um, your whole life. <laughs> yeah, about seven years before marriage. We got married at age 21, so our whole teen wow. life. That's wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, when you had your first child, you, you, we were pregnant. Was there anything unusual about Sharon's pregnancy? Oh, no. No, nothing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, normal pregnancy. She was a little bit late, and mm-hmm. we were as excited as anybody could be. Right. And this is your first child, and you had, you know, had known each other for a long time, so you're very close and friends and stuff. When did you... Um, first discover that your child had Down syndrome, and how did you find out? Well, she um, she had a very difficult labor, and um, it, our daughter was actually very, very bruised up mm-hmm. in the birthing process. And so when she was born, um, we really couldn't see what she looked like mm-hmm. because she was so bruised. And it was when the bruising was disappearing about day two or three mm-hmm. that we were both looking at her and began to wonder. Wow. And did the you know did the doctor say anything, or did you have doctors that were familiar that you could speak to, or? Well, no, the doctor said nothing. In fact, I was I was in um, the nursery away from uh, the the hospital room with my wife, and um, there were nurses around, but no one was saying anything. Mm-hmm. But I was the one to bring it up to their attention, and their eyes grew really large when they realized I was onto something because they too were onto something. Wow! So you did that too. What was your initial reaction then when you did find out? Um, that this was this is indeed what what she had. Oh boy, fear, disbelief, um, shock, mm-hmm. just absolutely um, unexpected. Mm-hmm. And did your did your family was your family there? And and how did how did they respond? How did your wife respond? Well, my wife and I live away from any any family, mm-hmm. so only my wife and I were here, and mm-hmm. um, just tears, just mm-hmm. absolute tears. And we got on the phone to share with our families what we suspected, and the doctors mm-hmm. told us two weeks would have to go by before we'd have any answers. And so 
But we knew. Mm-hmm. We knew. So it was a very, very difficult two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Now, and you didn't have didn't ultrasounds or anything didn't show anything at all at that point? Didn't show anything. And yeah. ultrasounds can show the signs, but we weren't looking for them, so we didn't see them. Exactly. What were some of your fears um, that you had during that period of time? I'm sure that your whole life ahead of you and your, your daughter's life had flashed. You know, what were some of your fears that you had? You know, all of my fears personally, I, I'm not sure as for my wife's, mm-hmm. my fears were for my daughter's future, not mine, mm-hmm. but hers. And mm-hmm. um, I started thinking immediately about um, our child growing up, not having friends, not going to normal school. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, I, I was so fearful that her life would be one of, of rejection. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very painful to think of your child, you know, going through life uh, experiencing that. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't concerned me to be honest with you right I grew up with a brother with Down syndrome so I was very mm-hmm. familiar with it yeah and you know she is a wonderful young woman now I mean she's um, she's a sweetheart oh and yeah she's 13 and, and she's I call her best kid oh she is just uh, excellent yeah. she's, she's, my favorite she's kid. gorgeous she's fun to talk to and she's so she's she jokes around and she's a great kid I just yeah. want to add that in too because she's the same age as my daughter yeah um, how did your faith help you during that period of time too well, probably my faith is the only thing that helped me, mm-hmm. um, knowing that God doesn't make mistakes mm-hmm. and he doesn't waste anything. Mm-hmm. So whatever's going to happen with my family, uh, it's under his watchful eye. And I really had no doubts that God was still in control. I didn't I didn't understand why. And, um, and so I asked those questions in tears. I asked the questions why. But we rarely get the why answers. But I, I knew what, mm-hmm. and that is that God is on the throne and um, he's and and he loves my family, loves my wife and I, and uh, this couldn't be a mistake. Right, and a lot of people have a very difficult time after um, finding that they have a child with a disability. They feel like God's ignored them. What would you say to someone that that is facing this, that is 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 concerned about this, and that feels like um, you know God's let them down? Yeah, I would just have to say that. Um, I've been a Christian 20, 25 years, and God's never let me down. Mm-hmm. And um, I've suffered great losses. And um, certainly at the birth of a child with a disability is, in a sense, a loss. And you feel that loss. But he's never once mm-hmm. left me in that condition of feeling mm-hmm. that it was a loss. He turns it right. to gain immediately. Mm-hmm. And so um, you, you, need to, you need to distrust what you can't see and understand and believe mm-hmm. that uh, there's a God that loves us and um, has a purpose even in this. Right, exactly. And I think that that really helps. And you had a nice foundation, and that's why I think it's so important that people build that foundation prior to, of course, getting married, but also before having children, because we will have to pull upon our strength at whether we're parenting a child with special needs or there's been an accident or some other issues in life. In parenting, you're going to have something that happens. And if you don't have that strong foundation in your home, um, that makes it very difficult to face some of these challenges that we'll have as parents. That's right. And I think that's important. So your daughter's Morgan. Yes. And um, she's precious, as we mentioned, too. What's her life been like, um, you know, with Downs? Um, I know there's different degrees of Downs. Yes. But wh- what's her life been like? Um, physically, there can be great problems. With my daughter Morgan, <laughs> she had a heart condition, and uh, we had that fixed mm-hmm. at one year of age. So she had a heart surgery then. And since then... She's had wonderful health, so mm-hmm. physically speaking, absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, mentally, of course, um, she's, she's delayed in, in uh, learning ability, so 
Um, she's, she's reading, she's mm-hmm. writing, she's counting, and all mm-hmm. the rest, but mm-hmm. simply not at a 13-year-old level. Right. Um, we mainstream her, so she doesn't go to a unique school. She goes to oh, the really? same school all of our kids go to. That's great. So she is, she's in with the, the uh, yes. mainstream. That's we wonderful. Bo- we believe wholeheartedly mm-hmm. in mainstreaming. Mm-hmm. It's both good for her and for other kids mm-hmm. to be around kids like her. That's it's very true. And I, I notice, I observe um, her when Morgan's with the other kids, no one treats her any differently. Right. Um, they just treat her like all the same. It's so nice. And you're right. That's a really good point to make, too. Yeah. So she has been healthy, too. And so what grade is she actually in? As, and she's not in seventh grade. But what grade do you have her in? She um, She's in sixth grade now. Okay, that's wonderful. Yeah, and, but she's taken, so she's main, mainstream in school, mm-hmm. but she's taken to a special ed class, which is on campus. Uh-huh. And so she's able to integrate both ways that way. That's wonderful. Yeah, she is doing wonderfully. And all of those fears that I experienced in those first few weeks, none of them have been realized. Mm-hmm. She's the most accepted child I've ever met in my life. Right. And that's and that's the uh, that's all turned out. And, you know, we have people that feel a lot of times that they they have a Down syndrome child or especially they can't parent. Did you ever feel that you couldn't parent uh, Morgan when she was born? Did that ever pass? Your, I mean, you came you had a brother that was Downs. Right. Did that ever pass, your, pass over you? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. If anything, the fact that I had a brother with Downs. Yeah, I, I would definitely say it's an advantage, too. It took a lot of the mystery out mm-hmm. uh, of not knowing what to expect. And mm-hmm. she has been, she's not only, only you know, I, I say my favorite kid, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, mm-hmm. I yes, love right. all my kids. Yes, but, right. But she is also the easiest child we have to take care of. Mm-hmm. She is just absolutely no maintenance. She is an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she's yeah, and she's a sweetheart, too. And it just, yeah. uh, she really makes us laugh. Yeah. Um, so raising her has been easy, too. Now, you, you have... Now, three other children after Morgan, too. Did you, did, yeah. Were you worried? Did, you, did your doctors advise you about the risks of having other yeah. children? Well, we were referred to genetic counseling in UC Davis, mm-hmm. and um, the counselor told us the odds now have upped. Mm-hmm. Um, they told us the average person's odds, and then they told us our odds, and mm-hmm. they said, those are the odds. Mm-hmm. And you can receive tests mm-hmm. um, before or during a pregnancy, um, or just um, hope the best. Yeah. We never tested. We never even considered testing because it would only distress a pregnancy, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't terminate the pregnancy anyway. Right. So exactly. we thought, why would we even test? Mm-hmm. And, and um, so anyway, we've had three beautiful, healthy children since, Morgan. Yeah, and we're going to share more about that, too. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about parenting a child with special needs and when there's other children in the home, too, and some encouragement for you that are considering special needs children or maybe that uh, you've we weren't sure if you could parent special needs child. We're going to give you some hope and some information on that. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Pastor Todd Johnson is going to continue with his conversation about his life with his wonderful family. We'll be right back.
On my 18th birthday, I made a decision that would affect me forever. I chose life for my baby. I wasn't ready to be a mom or even to change my dreams of being a singer. Many of my friends offered to help me end my pregnancy. But then I learned about another option that provides a beautiful life for my baby, adoption. I was able to choose my son's parents and even meet them at the hospital. They love him so much and he's an answer to their prayers. I get emails and pictures from them. I even travel to visit my son each year. He has wonderful parents, an awesome life and a solid future, everything I wanted for him. And now, I've even moved to Nashville to follow my dreams. I chose life. I chose adoption. Open adoption means you make the choices. Choose the adoptive family, how much contact you want, and how you want the adoption to happen. To learn more about adoption, call 1-800-923-6784 or visit LifetimeAdoption.com. You can speak with a compassionate counselor confidentially 24 hours a day. Call Lifetime at 1-800-923-6784. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm Marty Caldwell on KFIA AM 710. If you just joined the program, we're sharing today with you some practical advice on parenting a special needs child and some encouragement. Before we continue, I'd like to mention an adoption resource for adoptive parents. AdoptingOnline.com is a book I wrote for hopeful adoptive parents. It is available at local bookstores and online and at the book site AdoptingOnline.com. It's a valuable resource to get you started to a successful adoption. And again, if you have any questions you'd like to send over to us about the program, feel free to email me at info at letstalkadoption.com. And our guest today is Pastor Todd Johnson from Calvary Chapel, Grass Valley in California. And um, Pastor Todd is sharing with us um, his first child, his firstborn daughter, Morgan, was born with Down syndrome and what life has been like with a special needs child. And also they have three other children. Um, Pastor Todd, before we left, we were sharing a little bit about how, um, you know, you, the advice of your doctors was, you know, taken, but you had really, it sounds like, depended on God, as you have done, and uh, decided that you really wanted to build your family and um, went on to have three additional wonderful children. Um, how old are they now? Um, Morgan's 13, mm-hmm. and then we have a, a 10-year-old son, Caleb. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7-year-old daughter, Mackenzie, and mm-hmm. a 1-year-old baby named Claire. That's wonderful, too. And we're done. Yeah, you're done. Okay. <laughs> and bless your heart. And I know Sharon's wonderful, a great mom, too, and you keep really busy. You know, some of the challenges, I want to talk about some of the challenges that you will face now and in the future with Morgan, um, because she is 13. And, um, you know, because you had a brother. And how was your brother younger or older? He had Down syndrome, and he has Down syndrome. Let's talk about him a little bit, because... Um, as far as his life, where is he living now, and what's his life like? Well, uh, Darren, my brother's name is Darren, mm-hmm. and um, I'm the middle child. I have a two-year-old uh, sister two years older than I. Mm-hmm. He was two years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, Darren, unfortunately, when he was 30 years old, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cancer. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so he lived to age uh, 30. Wow. He, he would be 36 today if he I was see. still alive. So you see, and you have gone through a lot of losses, and, yeah. and so and you still have a really good outlook on on God. And a lot of people would have just said, "That's it, you know, I'm out of here. Uh, I'm not going to deal with this." What are what's the what do the doctors say as far as as far as Morgan, as far as her challenges in the future too? Um, because there there are more. We had dinner, um, I mean breakfast this morning, and uh, at the restaurant there was a wonderful gentleman that was helping us. It was down Downs, and he's he's got a job. He's um, supporting himself. What do they feel that Morgan will be able to work with, and, and what do a lot of Down syndrome um, children grow up to do? 
Well, as you mentioned earlier, I think there's levels of downs. Uh, even if there's, you know, among all of us, there's levels of abilities and physical health and the rest. Um, so there's no projections. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just going to take it one day and one year at a time. And um, if she grows to independence and would mm-hmm. like to work, we would be thrilled to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to keep her home my whole life. That's my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to give her away to anybody or anything yeah. like that. Um, so we honestly don't have those projections. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're, it's kind of a wait and see. Right, and not, not focusing on what, something you can't control at this point either. Right. What are some of the challenges that um, you face now on a daily basis? Uh, or are there any that you face um, because the people do ask that because they do have those fears. Are, is there anything in particular that you find is challenging? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, she, my other three children are far more challenging than Morgan. <laughs> I'm not joking. And, yeah. and she's the least of my concerns. Right. And, and she is just that wonderful. She's doing so great. And um, she's just a joy. And I, and, and, I, and I wish I had more to tell you than that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, all of those fears, all of those questions we had when she was born have not been realized, mm-hmm. and, um, and and she's just a pleasure. You know, we found, too, that a lot of people have come to us. that We actually have a waiting list for people, families that want to adopt Down syndrome children, and I find that what happens is once you have a Down's child in your family that um, you find there's such a joy. It's like, I want more children, and they actually want more Down's um, children. Yeah. One of my son's professors um, had a Down child biologically and ended up adopting overseas another Down's um, daughter uh, that was only a few years um, older. And they were just so passionate about Downs, they felt that they wanted to have two children so the children had something in common. And um, and we, we hear that more and more from, from parents with Down syndrome versus other um, disabilities mm-hmm. um, because they are, um, they are so delightful um, to, to parent. And, to, and and really enjoy, and they've got a good sense of humor. And it depends on the degree, too. Yeah. You know, when you uh, – let's go back a little bit. I want to share with families. When, you know, you talk to your parents, and I know that your parents were probably very, you know, sad, but were in favor because they, they had Darren. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were how, – how were Sharon's family? I mean, can you share a little bit about how the rest of the family responded? And, and uh, you've got a gracious family, so I don't want you to disclose anything personal, but – were there any, were there anybody at all that 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 just didn't understand that that needed to be educated on Down syndrome? You know, I'm trying to remember specifically, but I don't. There there were no issues. I don't remember anybody um, upset or or nothing but 100 percent support mm-hmm. from both Sharon's family and my family. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's all I remember is yeah. that they were they just opened their arms and and opened their hearts and said, mm-hmm. um, "Here we are." Mm-hmm. And um, we'll get through this, and whatever comes, you know, we're and here do. for you. And, you know, I think, too, that a lot of times parents, if they're not familiar, and that's why I think mainstreaming Morgan, that's that's a really good advice out of this whole interview, too, is mm-hmm. to to keep, you know, them not only in special ed, but also to mainstream, because I think that other children need to be around, special needs children, to be aware of that. Absolutely. And have you found a reaction to other parents that they have found that their kids are just more understanding of children that may not be exactly like they are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been very educational. Being a, being a pastor, of course, we're involved with people constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then school-wise, the same. And and you would be amazed. We'll go out in public. We'll go to restaurants. And, and Morgan knows far more people in this community than we do. Mm-hmm. And she remembers them, too. Everybody remembers Morgan. Everyone loves Morgan. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yes. So it's been very educational, I'm sure. And I think, too, that those, like we mentioned, there are no mistakes, and the and things happen for a reason, too. Yep. When you're speaking with other parents, and, and I know that you do a lot of counseling with, with people that come in for different issues, too, um, so I'm asking you, what kind of advice would you share with other people that are considering adopting or that might be facing right now a pregnancy with a child with special needs um, that might be fearful or, or not sure if they can do this? Well, first I'd say that I felt the same way, and that's not to be shunned. Um, the fact that you're fearful or cry, I mean, you feel guilty that you're crying over your baby. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible feeling because you want to rejoice over your child mm-hmm. and you're crying. Mm-hmm. And But all of that's part of the process and not mm-hmm. to feel ashamed of that mm-hmm. and not to be concerned that they have questions and concerns. So that that's legitimate. Right. The other side of it is this, it's that God will give you the grace you need when you need it. Mm-hmm. And so if he gives you a challenge, he's going to give you the grace to match that challenge. Right. And you'll receive it every single day of your life. And um, I have found that uh, he's never given me more than I can handle. Mm-hmm. And so the, the problem is we forecast and you can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't handle 10 years from now because I can't control it. Right. And God hasn't given me the grace today for what's going to happen then. And that's the key right there. Yeah. But he's given me grace today. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I don't forecast. and I just receive his grace each day. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember you sharing, too, uh, hearing you talk a little bit about this, that, you know, when you found out Morgan was down, that, that you did, you, you let yourself cry. A lot of men, I think, don't allow themselves to feel. And, and you, you just feel really badly that you're crying about your newborn baby. Right. And, but, you know, but it was real, but you were able to go past that and, and, and again, get on your strength, too. I think yes. that's important, too. Yep. Well, I think this has been extremely helpful for us, and I know I'm sure it's been very helpful for a lot of people listening. And we broadcast uh, worldwide, so we have, you know, many times um, families and people in other countries that have special needs children um, that they're either parenting or they're adopting, especially from uh, Russia, maybe with um, other disabilities from fetal alcohol and different disabilities that sometimes people wonder, where can I get the strength? And, and I'm speaking not from an outside source, but a spiritual um, foundation on where they can. And I think um, your message of what your wife Sharon and yourself have done with your daughter and um, the grace you have had from God in raising this child and your other children um, all to be equal um, is a wonderful example that I wish more families could see because um, you did not let this hinder you or set you apart from any other family, and you live life like everybody else does. And I think that's crucial for um, for a healthy, um, you know, healthy family overall. So I appreciate you sharing this very intimate part of your life with us, and I thank your wife too. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, I appreciate you having okay. me. And I'm going to give the, sh- uh, the, the I'm just going to give the site of our the church out also too. If you could give that website out in case anybody would like to visit and also to hear some of your messages, which I think are are really wonderful. Could you give the church website out also? Yes, it is CCGV, as in Calvary Chapel Grass Valley, CCGV dot org. Okay, that sounds great. And I know that you have a program, and they can listen to um, much of your messages on um, on the internet, also too. So if we have we have a lot of military families, they can listen to your messages, and uh, you share a lot about practical use in, in life. And I appreciate that. Thank you again for being on our show, Pastor Todd. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, I'd like to thank you again, and I'd like to also ask our listeners if you have a topic you'd like to have us um, present on our program, please let us know. I'd like you to email me at info at letstalkadoption.com, and what we'll do is we'll um, take that consideration. We book our shows out sometimes three to six months in advance, so it's important you get those into us very early, too. 
And um, also, we'd like to get your questions. We're going to be doing some programs in the near future with just questions and answers, and a lot of times we'll put those right on the show. So I want to share with you that um, we're a pleasure being with you every single week, and we'll hope you come back next week. And I'm Marty Caldwell. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week. God bless you, and I'll see you then. Bye-bye now.